Matt Pumpus has such a fantastic story. We're really excited that he has moved himself and all his tasty operations to Durham from Seattle. Are you happy about the move, Matt? I'm so incredibly happy. I mean, you know, the first year was a little rough. And not not because I didn't enjoy it here and love the sunshine and just how friendly people are, but just after you leave uh, a life that you built over the course of 20 years, it's really hard leaving friends who have become like family. But I've just been felt fully embraced by people here and found it a lot easier to, to make friends here. You know, COVID kind of stopped us getting together, but I was able to reach out and meet some people before that all happened, and we've continued those friendships you know, through the last year. Tell everybody how you got started in Seattle, because it's not as people think sweet bumpus. Oh, you're all about sweetness and sugary, but you're the savory guy who can make the sweetness come to life with a lot of flavors we would have never even imagined. Well, and I joke sometimes, you know, am I salty bumpus or sour bumpus too? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, my, I started out as a, a savory chef. I, I was kind of late coming into cooking. I always wanted to do it, but just kind of lacked the confidence. So when I was 34, which is old in chef years, I decided to leave my career as a school psychologist and start cooking in, in kitchens and, you know, worked my way up from mopping floors and flinging burgers to uh, being a pastry chef. That transition from being a savory cook to pastry chef just kind of happened. Um, it's kind of funny the day that I told my husband that I was offered a job as a pastry chef. He said, but you don't know anything about pastries. And he, was, he was pretty much right. But I was like, you know, I can I can learn anything on the job. And so I would just spend hours after work each day. So I would sit down with my shift drink and just try to learn as much pastry as possible. And then you had an ice cream cart. You know, I, I left my job as a pastry chef um, and decided to open an ice cream business because I just kept seeing all these customer comment cards about how much they thought my ice cream was the best thing they ever tasted and I needed to sell it by the pint and gallon. So I went off and did that. And so in the end, before leaving Seattle, I had three ice cream carts and a little storefront and was just known for making really boldly natural flavors. I worked with a lot of farmers to get the fruits and, you know, roast those down to get them even sweeter and tasting more natural. And I kind of did something that most ice cream shops don't do. Uh, majority of ice cream shops buy a, what's called a base from a, from a dairy that has, you know, the milk, the cream, the eggs already cooked, and then they add flavor to it. But I decided I was going to do everything from scratch and just make it as, as good as possible. And I think I succeeded. You know, right before I left, it was kind of bittersweet. But, you know, Seattle Magazine named our ice cream the best in the city. And right after that came out, I was like, I don't want to tell people I'm leaving, but uh, I don't want to be in Seattle anymore. <laughs> I know you've, you finally made it to the to the creme de la creme top, right? And now yeah. you're saying bye-bye. But, right? you know, that's that's a tough business, especially when you're making everything homemade. And it's a, it's a real short summer in Seattle. Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to break out the ice cream cart again, of course, we have a very very long, hot summer. But I know you're enjoying it here in North Carolina. You have the coast, you have the mountains, and you have so many opportunities to source locally. Oh, yeah. I love it here. You know, um, Washington State's on the coast, but the water's too cold to ever go swimming. <laughs> and I forgot just like how much I'm in love with North Carolina seafood. I can't get enough of it. I haven't worked that into a cake yet, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that, Matt. That'd be great. But you also are familiar with North Carolina and used to vacation at the Outer Banks. Is that right? Uh -huh. Did I read that somewhere? I did. Yeah, like my family's been going down. I Even my mom as a kid, you know, my parents are 75, 76 now, and they remember going down to the Outer Banks as a kid. 
and I started probably before the age of one and have gone uh, most years since. You know, once I got busy with my business in Seattle, I couldn't come home as often, but I just forgot how much I missed it. And yeah, my first summer back, you know, I'm taking pictures down there. I'm uh, taking videos. Uh, I forgot how much I love the sound of cicadas. You don't get that out in Seattle. I call them my, my critters, and I love that noise. Yeah, we all love our fritters, Matt. All right, let's talk about your cakes, because the flavors are so intense and interesting. You've even put your own spin on my favorite, the German chocolate cake. Oh, my gosh. I have made one one so far, and uh, the customer said it was the best thing she ever put in her mouth. Yeah, and thankfully, now it's one of your regular offerings. But you also create these flavor profiles. I mean, people can come to you and say they like this particular ingredient or they'd love to have some of this. And you end up creating some masterpiece from their idea. Yeah, when folks reach out about flavors, and a lot of times they sound like they have their mind made up about exactly what cake they want. And I said, well, let's hold on a minute. Let me take a day and come back to you with three or four different cake ideas. And they're just surprised. Like, I never thought those flavors would go together. And I'm like, believe me, they do. So I love it when people take risks and allow, you know, a chef to create something special for them. That's what makes it so fun working with you. You can come up with just about anything. And voila, here you go. All right, so Matt, I understand that some of your family is actually moving here to help with the business. Is that right? Yeah, so they, they live right outside Petersburg, Virginia, in a little town called Colonial Heights. So by the time people hear this, they would have already moved here. Isn't that incredible? And I understand your brother can work with you, too. And you brought on Chef Carmen, and you two worked in Seattle together as well. There's, I mean, this whole thing is coming f- full <laughs> circle, which I love. Carmen owned a food truck. Uh, in Seattle, and so we would set up at the same farmers markets and festivals, and got to know each other. We didn't actually didn't get to know each other too well because we were always uh, so busy. But after moving to North Carolina, we just really connected, and we're really close to her family and kids. And I just I love Carmen and her family. Really loving life in North Carolina. So, what is the tie with you and local pops? So, well, the tie-in for me with Loco Pops is right before I started up my ice cream business in Seattle, I met a woman who used to be the kitchen manager for for Summer and Loco Pops here in Durham, and she had moved to Seattle to open an ice cream business. But she fell in love and was moving to eastern Washington across the mountains and was looking to sell her ice cream cart. So I got that ice cream cart from the former manager of of Loco Pops. No, but when I moved here, I I connected with Summer, and she just really kind of took me under her wing and showed me around town and uh, has just been so helpful and encouraging. Okay, let's jump into another one of your unique cakes, June Cleaver. Oh, well, June Cleaver, I, I, you know, I wanted to have some traditional things on the menu. I obviously put my own little twist on things, but, you know, desserts have such nostalgia for people. And a lot of times when we crave dessert, we just want those familiar flavors. So I do it a little bit differently, you know, using a different buttercream than, than folks are used to. It's that Swiss buttercream that's really just velvety smooth and, you know, pillow soft and almost marshmallowy. It's so good. It's traditional Swiss frosting. So, you know, American buttercream is made with just sugar and butter. Swiss buttercream, you you take egg, egg whites and cook it with sugar, almost like you're making marshmallows, and then you whip that up into a, a you know nice marshmallowy base, and then you add the butter to it. So it's a different beast altogether. I, it takes a lot longer, and uh, you know, got to monitor temperatures and things like that, but it's well worth it. And what also sets you apart, Matt, is your world traveler. So wherever you go, you embrace various flavors from different parts of the world. 
and you're inspired to incorporate them into different cakes, I know that it's not an easy task to figure out what ingredient works with another. What's that process for you? You know, I think that my experience as, as a savory cook really helped me there because, you know, I'll think of, uh, you know, something with ginger and I can just think of a ton of different flavors that go well with ginger. You know, I'm not really a big dessert person myself. I always thought that I wanted more flavors in things. So when I approach desserts, you know, there's resources I use. There's something called the Flavor Bible. But just my experience as a savory cook in my travels, I know a lot of those flavors that go together. And a lot of times to my customers, they're, they're unexpected and unfamiliar. But once they taste those together, they're, they're really open to it. I do get some resistance at first, but I'm just like, trust me, please trust me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure most people do. So they just close your eyes and, and trust me. <laughs> Let's talk about your husband because he's gotten into the action as well. Yeah, his, his last name is Doe, first name Tang. And Tang was, you know, one of the unfortunate folks of, of COVID that uh, was laid off for a while. And when I started up this business, it was just me and Tang. And he became, my, you know, we joked, my buttercream boy. <laughs> but, uh, so I think I read somewhere that he ended up making his own birthday cake. Is that correct? Yeah, you'd think uh, having a chef in the house, so a pastry chef, he, he'd just have, have me take over for his birthday. But no, he's been craving this cake for a few years. We haven't been to San Francisco in a while. And uh, there's a big bakery there that makes this Russian honey cake, which is this multi-layer honey cake. It's kind of like if you think of... Of, uh, like that traditional southern like 12 layer cake it's like that only uh, a lot more complex flavor from from the honey it's time now for our sound palette segment so matt you need to pair one of your signature cakes with a piece of music what you got oh wait um let's see let's go to yeah, let's go to north africa okay so what i think is the best cake on my menu and i shouldn't say this because it's a pain to make and i i you know we're struggling to keep up but it's called the souk and that was inspired by um shopping in marrakesh so it has all a lot of the flavors and aromas that you would find uh when you're at the spice markets and ingredient markets in marrakesh which those are called the souks it's got orange blossom water it's got orange marmalade it has fennel it has tahini let's go way back let's go 60s 70s let's do some crosby stills nash and young's marrakesh express perfection all right, so Matt has a limited number of orders he can take every week. So if you have something special coming up, make sure you get it in as soon as possible. Go online and place your order, or you can call him and talk to him about the flavor profiles you prefer. And voila, he can create it. 